Hello everyone and welcome back to the podcast. Today is the fourth and final episode of Industrial Disasters and is focused in Beirut, Lebanon. This is the most recent of the four disasters and still regularly features in news sites across the globe, so I will be giving the most recent updates possible, but keep in mind that the story could change. The Beirut explosion was definitely a hallmark of 2020's worst moments, which, considering the pandemic, is saying a lot. The explosion happened less than a year ago, on August 4th, 2020. While many of you listeners will know some things about this incident, I wanted to highlight it and bring it into the podcast to show a recent example of what industrial failure looks like so that the disaster is connected to the overall concept. Beirut has, like India and Bangladesh, undergone rapid industrialization, and if you don't know why that's dangerous, I suggest listening to one of the earlier episodes of this podcast. Lebanon has many issues with how it treats its workers, chief among them being the kafala system. I'll give you a quick explanation. The kafala system is not unique to Lebanon, but it persists into the modern day despite protests. In essence, migrant workers' ability to be considered citizens is placed in the hands of their employers. A further issue is that kafala laws fall into the hands of the interior ministry instead of the labor ministry. That means that kafala workers don't have rights as laborers, This results in serious rights violations and sometimes becomes close to, or equal to, slavery. This system is justified by its supporters because it supports industrialization. Kafala workers were not involved in this explosion, but I think the kafala system that is used throughout Lebanon and other Arab states is a prime example of how the Lebanese government prioritizes the economy over human lives. The explosive materials in Beirut's harbor were a result of many different factors, some of which are not currently conclusive. To summarize what has been proven, a ship attempted to pass through Beirut on its way to its final destination of Mozambique. Who owned the ship is in itself a matter of discussion, with blame pointed at a businessman from Russia, another man from Cyprus, and a company from Panama. Regardless, the ship's cargo was explosives, not just potentially explosive material, for mining in Africa. Once docked, the ship would never set sail again. Heavy machinery was stacked on top of its cargo, damaging the contents and forcing the ship to remain. With the owners bankrupt, the ship was left essentially to rot in Beirut's port with the crew still inside. The crew could not step onto foreign soil, and so they were forced to live inside for a year while the ship was seized by the government in 2014. Because they were next to damaged explosives, a case was made that the crew should be allowed to return to their home countries, which they did. The cargo was brought ashore, and the ship itself sank four years later, in 2018. This cargo was known to be explosive, as that was the reasoning for the crew to go home. Yet the explosives remained in a storage facility called Warehouse 12 on the coast of Beirut for the next six years, undisturbed and highly dangerous. Then, in 2020, disaster struck. Not only was this ammonium nitrate placed under high heat without safety measures, but it was stored alongside fireworks. A fire erupted and spread to Warehouse 12, setting off the fireworks and damaging the structural integrity of the warehouse. The firefighters dispatched to the area noticed a strange smell. And then, the explosion occurred. It's hard to describe, in a way that's understandable, the sheer force of this explosion. 
However, it was felt in northern Israel and Cyprus, 150 miles away. That means that if a similar explosion happened in Vancouver, it would reach states like Washington, Massachusetts, and Montana. Picture the size of a truck, except made entirely out of TNT. That's the force that the explosion had, and it was near a massive city. It's strange to call it lucky that over 200 people died, but considering the scale of the first two episodes, it is truly a miracle that more people were not killed by this explosion. This was one of the largest non-nuclear explosions in all of human history, and it was accidental and entirely preventable. It was sheer laziness that cost the lives of 207 people and injured over 6,500 others, and in this case was caused directly by an ineffective bureaucratic system. The stories behind the Beirut explosion continue to unfold to this day, and for that reason it is difficult to pinpoint what lesson we have learned from the disaster. Ultimately, this podcast has shown me a lot about the gratitude I owe to mundane life. We're all tired and emotionally drained from this pandemic, but there are still people who need our help, and our empathy cannot end. I hope you enjoy listening to Industrial Disasters. Until I come back with a podcast about another personal fascination, such as multi-level marketing or ancient Mesoamerica, this is Kai, signing off.